Sports stories from the 419 in Northwest Ohio brought to you by A Voice You Know. It's time to go around the area and around the Hearn. Good afternoon and welcome to another edition of Around the Hearn, a Friday edition for the second straight week. Had some stuff going on yesterday. Uh, went out of town to get my wife some stuff for her birthday to sort of surprise her. Happy birthday, Stephanie. I love you. That's today's birthday update to open up the show, but a big show. A couple of guests that I adore what they're doing right now in Coldwater's Riley Ristmiller, the uh, six foot three post player, has got a bright future at Coldwater, and she'll talk about some things that she has going on as well as an opportunity that she earned recently. And tonight at seven o'clock, for I believe the first time in OHSA history, two teams will meet for the third time in a season on the uh, gridiron, as in Spencerville, just a couple of miles down the road from where I sit right now, Chris Summers. And his Bearcats will take on a uh, Crestview program they have split the first two meetings from. The uh, Bearcats did, however, win the uh, game at home here a couple of months ago. Chris talks about that and about his team's season up to this point. Uh, The news and notes portion of the show before I get going here. I love this story. The Evening Leader in St. Mary's put this out a couple of days ago, and it kind of has an addendum to it. Kimberly Glass from St. Mary's and Tiffany Sparks from Kenton Competed at the Cornhole National Championships yesterday. It was on uh, NBC Sports for a chance to make the USA Cornhole National team. And they won. Congratulations to both of them. That's such a cool accomplishment and something maybe that wouldn't get enough attention. But uh, I love what Jake and the Evening Leader did to put that one out. And I love those little quirky things as well. The Debrema girls. 100 wins for their senior class as they won their sectional final yesterday and picked up a chance to play in the districts and defend their state title. Liberty Benton's Isabella Granger, they call her Izzy, became the second Eagle to ever reach 1,000 kills. She's headed to play at Pittsburgh. Her dad, a terrific standout athlete when he went to Michigan State and won a national championship. Western Buckeye League coach of the year, Nick Wilson, was just on the show recently. His girls, named Western Buckeye League champs, They were in the uh, tournament, a lot of tournament going on right now with soccer and volleyball, happy to be doing a ton of soccer right now. But the first team, Western Buckeye League, uh, honors announced Lily Anchorman and Kylie Tennant from St. Mary's, Maya Rolfs and Nicole Fenning from Salina, both on the uh, first team. Taylor Klingshern from Salina, Tabby Nelson, Emma Burt on the second team. Carly Eichler, Elena Menker, and Kendall Daringer all make the third team. Sydney Lehman from Salina and Katie Lucas on the honorable mention list. Just a uh, kind of a small look at the way that those honors went. Congratulations to all the kids that made the uh, WBL, NWC, MAC, WOSL lists. It's just uh, so many to try to name. And uh, also, shout out to Coach Josh Van Gorder because he was named the WOSL Men's Coach of the Year. Volleyball, the uh, New Knoxville Rangers. Completed a perfect league season. Meg Lagerman, the coach of the year. Carson Henschen, named the player of the year for the uh, Lady Rangers. And a big, big, big shout-out to St. Mary's senior Adam Tobin. Talked about last week how close he was to breaking the school record. Four career goals. He got it. Last night, the Rough Riders got a, a big win in the tournament. In the sectional finals, he broke the school record with his 46th goal and moves on. You look at the soccer polls this week. Uh, just a couple of teams ranked in the boys' polls. Shawnee in Division Two, ranked number 12. Salina at number 20. 
Bluffton number two in Division Three. Botkins number eleven, four as well in the girls. St. Mary's finishes the year ranked number nine in D two. Bath at eleven. Division three has Liberty Benton at ten and Anna at number twelve going into the playoffs and the final regular season poll. Taking a look at football, there is a lot of football to be played this weekend, and you pretty much turn on the radio, turn on the TV, you can find a game. Starting tonight around 6 o'clock of the pregame and the kickoff at 7, St. Mary's travels south to the Dayton area to take on Bellbrook and the uh, top-seeded Golden Eagles. Rough Riders down a couple of players. We'll talk about that on the broadcast if you happen to be able to tune in. Uh, the bottom side of that bracket always has the Big Bad Monster in the Troutwood Madison Rams lurking. They take on Kettering Alter. The uh, big third meeting of what I was talking about tonight, Spencerville and Crestview. You can either listen to it on Z Sports 3, which I highly recommend. They do a good job. Or you can watch the game on the WSN live stream through their coverage. Lipstick at Arlington is on WZOQ Radio. That's an interesting Vikings team that's kind of turned things around and a second matchup with Arlington this season. Pandora Gaboa goes to Delphus to take on St. John's. That's on Z Sports Live. Marion Local goes home to take on New Miami. Fort Loramie hosts Sonia. The winner of that one has a fascinating matchup last, next week. New Bremen or St. Henry, who take on one another in the game later tonight. And LCC against Mohawk, the winner of that game, takes the winner of uh, Crestview and uh, Spencerville. Saturday night football, Northwestern travels to Ottawa to take on Ottawa-Glandorf. You can hear this one either on Z Sports Live with Nate and Brock, or you can listen to 106.3 and listen to Kevin Peel, who I had on about a month ago. And uh, terrific broadcasts either way. Tenora goes to Climber Stadium to take on Columbus Grove. That's on WZOQ Radio. They get the winner of either Archibald or Carey. And also check out the Tenora Live Ram Sports. Broadcast. They do a terrific job. I love uh, what they're doing, and you might even hear a familiar voice on some of their uh, commercials and some of their rejoins. Full recovery goes to Coldwater to take on the Cavaliers. This game is available pretty much everywhere. You've got uh, Bob and the boys from uh, Fort Recovery Radio are there. WCSM is there. Denny uh, Cisco and myself are there for WKKI. You can also watch it back on uh, WOSN through their platforms. Minster is on the road. Bottom half of the bracket, the way that it works out, they go to take on Adina and Liberty Benton against North Union. Just a, a small look at some of the playoff teams in action this weekend. Boys soccer takes center stage on Saturday afternoon. Miller City is on WZOQ Radio at 3 p.m. And the Audeville lincoln View matchup on Z Sports Live. I'm thrilled about this one. Saw lincoln View earlier in the year, and I've seen Audeville a couple of times. Should be a good one to uh, get the uh, grass season kicked off over there at Audeville. They'll be busy the next couple of weeks. Bottle volleyball poll in the state, D3, exactly how it has been all year long. 30 of 40 first-place votes for Coach Amber Miller and the OG Titans, who had a three-set win a couple of nights ago in their sectional final. They'll get into the district play. Number one from start to finish for OG. Liberty Benton, number eight. Look at D4. Here we go. This is where it's loaded. New Knoxville, the highest ranking in program history, gets to number one for the first time after wins against New Bremen and Marion Local. They win the MAC. They're number one. New Bremen slides to number three after a pair of losses. Fort Recovery in fourth. Fort Loramie in fifth. Kind of the same top five 
than it's been most of the season. Marion Local slides out of that top five spot. They go to seven. Lincoln View at nine. St. Henry at ten. Rushi at 11. Lipsick and Riverdale, Riverside, rather. Split the 14 spot. Minster at 18. Jackson Center at 20. So that's a look around the area and things going on when we come back. We've got two terrific guests in Spencerville head coach Chris Summers and Coldwater superstar Riley Rissmiller here on Around the Hearn. The Spencerville Athletic Boosters are a 501c3 organization committed to supporting the student-athletes at Spencerville Local Schools. All donations made to the Boosters go to the athletes for new jerseys, huddle equipment, and much, much more. To learn more about the Boosters and to help our athletes succeed on the field with your generosity off the field, please visit facebook.com slash Spencerville Athletic Boosters. Or if you have questions, please contact Sean McFerrin at bearcatboosters at outlook.com. Let's go Bearcats! Talking playoff football now with the head coach of the Spencerville Bearcats in Chris Summers. And you look at Friday night, it is just mind-numbing and mind-blowing even to think you're going to see a team for the third time this season, Chris. Yeah, it is crazy, that's for sure. That's not something you think about. Um, in the beginning of the year, you know, we played teams twice before, at least I have. And and even at that, that was, uh, you know, that was a challenge. But um that's 2020 for you. That's that's the way it's been. It's been a it's been a year of change and and the unexpected. So um, you know we're we're looking forward to it. It should be a good game. Well, it's kind of crazy too because you've been on obviously on the other side where you've had to play Spencerville twice. So I mean it it, it might as well maybe it's just you. Yeah, that's the only that's the only thing I can think. You know, is coaches we've talked about it this week and. Just you know, some of the guys I coached against are now are, are all my staff. So, uh, you know, we kind of reminisce on those challenges and everything. And uh, but you know, hey, it, number one, you know, you're still playing playoff football, which is which is awesome. And uh, you know, number two, anytime you get to play a team like Crest, you're going to find out uh, where you're at as a football team. They're a phenomenal team, and. And Coach Owens does a great job with them. So uh, a week of challenges, and um, you know we're looking forward to it. When you saw or when you heard about this season, obviously wasn't going to be the way that it it's normally is. And you heard they were going to split East and West. You're going to go in. You're going to have a playoff run essentially before you get to the playoffs. Uh, was that exciting for you, or was it a little trepidatious because you know you have the possibility of seeing a team maybe twice in that? that entire run? Yeah, you know, it was exciting. Um, you know, number one, because we could play in hand direction. And I think that was the biggest thing. Um, you know, we had an opponent. And at that point, you know, I think we were all kind of wondering if we were going to play. So, um, you know, just to know who we were playing and um, which happened to be Crest, you know, that that right away for me was, well, we better play well right from the beginning because we know they're going to. Uh, but then just how it just how it went on, I mean, it, it's just been a, a season of whoever you got next. We've had weeks. We've had to find games. And, um, you know what, you just do it. And, um, you know, we're, we're just excited to play whoever. And and um, when we played them the second time and, and we knew the region, we, we kind of knew there was a possibility a third so here we are 
How was it working with Lipsick? I mean, because they're going to be in the conference before long. You've obviously had games against right. them in the past. Uh, kind of, all right, it's a natural fit of you're off, we're off, let's do this. Absolutely. You know, I think the biggest thing is we lost the Ada game, and we didn't want to lose another game. I still believe that we're a team that needs games. Um, I think that's where you do your most learning at. And, um, you know, losing the Ada game, we had an off week. Um, maybe if we would have played that game, uh, things would have been different. But it was it was natural, you know. I I really respect Lipstick. I respect their coaches. They're a great program. I'm excited they're coming. Great fit, and um, you know it's really a football game. It's kind of what you expected. You go there. They're a hard nosed team, um, extremely well coached, and it was a good game. Coming out of that game, though, it comes right down to the end. You lose thirty five twenty eight. That's a long bus ride home either way, but what's the mentality of the team having dropped three straight and having knowing that coming in, you've got a very good Macomb team coming to your house? There's nothing you can do. I mean, you, you really have only one option. That's what to get better. And uh, to me, there's no other option. Um, you work, you correct your mistakes. Um, that's it. That's all you can do. Uh, I think our seniors and our, and our team is, has done a nice job of just understanding that's that's just how we're going to do things. But most importantly, just not understanding it, but then going out and doing it. Um, you know, Macomb was a load, and uh, uh, it was easy to watch them on tape. We actually watched them burst lipstick um, as we traded tape. And, uh, you know, right away knew that there was, you know, a, a good chance that we could see them. Um, just extremely physical. So, um you know, to, to beat them, we had to play a physical game, and, and uh, we needed to get better at a team. I think as a team, I think we got better from the Lipstick week to the Macomb week, and that's something we stress. It's never too late in the year to get better. We can always improve if we do things the right way and, and we take care of things throughout the week, and, and I thought we did. People talked about that matchup with Macomb on paper and said, well, you know, obviously this isn't the Tanner Schrader Macomb. This isn't the defense from a couple of years ago, but kind of – they were kind of hard luck losers, I think, in a couple of those games. You knew you were going to be in for a dogfight in that ball game. Absolutely. You know, I, I don't really care about records or anything like that. I think if you watch enough teams on, on film, you can quickly tell, you know, who, who has a nice team. And, and they, have a, they have a really nice team. They're very young. Uh, which is going to be really exciting for them because I was very impressed with them and and um, they're big and they're physical and they're skilled and they're as physical of a team as I've seen. And, um, and they were every bit of that uh, when we played. And, and, you know, they were a great challenge. And the, the game came down to a few plays that we were able to make. And and that was the difference. But um, Coach Algie, I mean, he's a good coach as you're going to find. And uh, it's an extremely hard-nosed program. I was really impressed with him. We had talked about this earlier when we talked on the phone about – this year is such a different trying year. It's it's great in a lot of ways, but it's terrible in a lot of ways. You said, if this year doesn't make me a better coach, nothing will. But it's such, I mean, how do you put this into a long focus when you're able to look back at it, no matter how this year turns out, and just think, well, at least that didn't happen? <laughs> no, that's a, that's a good question. You know, I think the thing is, it's been with this year's, you know, 
I think when 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 you're winning and you're winning consistently, you know, everything's great. But when you're not, you got to pick. You know, you got to get back up as a team. Maybe not once, but then twice, but then three times. You know, you really find out what you're made of as a team. You find out where your character's at. Uh, you find out uh, a lot about yourself. That's what makes me the most proud of our guys. Is there's been no quit in them. Um, they come to work every day, and and we call it work, but they're having fun, and um, and they want to be there, and they're focused, and uh, and they want to get better. I think that's something that you can build off of for for future years. You know, we talk a lot about the players, but also the same thing with the coaches. As a coach, you can build off that. You know, we've we've had to climb out holes a number of games, a number of weeks, and um, as a coach, you that, that can make you better. And um, I know certainly, uh, I feel like as 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 coach as players and coaches this year, we've been able to get better, and that's really important. That's what you want in a football season when you look back. I think that's something you can carry with you and you can pass along to the younger guys on your team um, that they can build off of. I uh, am always amused. I know that things are going the right way, obviously, from being here and being able to see your program on a day-to-day basis, but I have been so impressed with the youth in terms of your younger guys, the way you guys run practice, but I want to say kudos to your entire staff and everything. The midget football team I watched practice – in the grass, they were in the dark the other night getting practice done, but every single time I've done a game this year for soccer at home, the anthem comes on, every one of their heads whips around and just waits for the anthem to get done. I I think that's such a cool thing, and it obviously speaks to you've got a lot of high-quality players and coaches in your system. I can't say enough about our our players that we have. We'll start there, you know, with just – the way that they take instruction in the, in the respect that they have, um, you know, especially for just our, our anthem and for our town and, and everything like that. Just some of the nicest young men I've been around, and we're really blessed for every program that we have here, from our youth programs to our soccer programs uh, to band with Mr. Van Gorder, of course, with soccer. Uh, as well, he's doing a great job with our boys' soccer team, to our basketball with Coach Sensiball. That's just naming a few. Um, I think it's it's humbling to be around. I'm just I'm humbled to be around those guys. I mean, they're great coaches. And then, like you said, in our youth programs, there's so many things going on there. It gives it gives young people a chance to participate. Um, it's a great community, and uh, you know I'm, I'm really lucky to be a part of. It. I'm really lucky and humble to be a coach in it. Um, I consider it an honor. It might not get a lot of publicity, but you actually just got to go to something that I think is completely cool here. Before we had this conversation, what was that? Yeah, you know, our legion donated our alternate jerseys to us uh, for this season. That's a, as I told him, that's a really uh, big deal to our to our players. It's something they look forward to. And when you can have an organization uh, donate, an organization like like the Legion, um, as, as much as, 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 as they are respected and a part of our community, uh, to do that for our young people, um, I, can't, I can't speak enough 
about them and the things they've done for us in the past uh, with our team meals. Um, and our whole community's done that. This has been the one year that we've not been able to have our team meals. But each, each, each Thursday, we go to a different business or a different organization within our community, and they feed our players. And I'm not saying it's they, – they really feed our players, and our players really look forward to that. Um, so just so, so generous by the Legion, and the jerseys were so, so sharp. And uh, we were able to, to present them a, a framed um, uh, jersey. And um, Stacy Goki, who has kind of uh, been the head of our, our parents' club here within our football program, has done such a wonderful job of organizing these things. And, and again, we're just very blessed as a football program to have people like that a part of it. I would imagine the moms are pretty happy. They don't have to feed the linemen, at least for a couple of weeks. <laughs> I, I would bet you, I bet you Thursday is a good day. <laughs> right. yeah, Thursday, Thursday has been a good day. And, uh, you know, for, for parents, their their guys get to go eat. And, uh, we got some big boys on the team that like to eat a lot. We always kind of sit back as coaches and we know who the big eaters are and they never disappoint every Thursday. So, um, it's fun, man. You know, when when the things are done, it's, you know, and I'm done. You, you know, uh, my career, those are going to be some of the just the little things that I think about, and the little places I've been. I go through past some of these businesses, and you know, I can think of or, or organizations I can think of a, a team meal we had it may seem small, uh, but not to me. It means a lot. I know it meant a lot to our kids too. Friday night, you get Crestview for the third time. Luckily for you, you don't have to go to Convoy this time because that drive yeah. is not fun, especially in a bus. Uh, but yeah. does that does that help you in any way? I mean, being able to play that game at home, you got them 35-14 at home, you go there and lose 27-16, but two completely different months in between, now you've seen them twice in a span of 21 days. I think you're happy anytime you get a chance to play at home. Um, just the way the schedules kind of shook out. Uh, we've not had a lot of home games. I think last week was our third. And, um, you know, so it will be nice to get uh, to get a play at home. But uh, regardless of that, um, they're the type of team that wherever you play, they're going to play well. And, um, you know, we're certainly going to have to match that. Well, it's crazy. It wasn't that long ago. I actually did the game where, Spencerville got their first ever playoff win by going to Crestview and picking up a win. And I always feel like any time we've ever gone there, and Nate said it a couple of weeks ago, they remember. They don't like that very well. And what do you, or what can you do, or what do you have to do differently this time around to make sure you advance? Well, when you play them, you you have to play four quarters. You know, we didn't do that very well last time, but that's a credit to them. Um, they make that very difficult on you. I think that's what good football teams do, and they're a really good football team, and uh, they're a very well-coached football team. So uh, you have to play four quarters. Uh, you can't dig yourself in a hole. If you do, it's going to be a long day. Especially and, um, you know, because you don't throw a lot. No, you know, and, and that's just kind of our philosophy. We have to be able to run the football, and um, they made that a real challenge. So obviously we know we need to be more physical. We need to be able to run the ball. They're, uh, they have an offense that's very difficult to stop. Um, they have some really special players. 
think their line is phenomenal. And, um, you know, uh, again, they have a scheme which they know extremely well, and, and you can tell they they believe in greatly, and they have some good players to execute it. So, um, you know, the bottom line is to it uh, from the last games, we need to play better. Uh, we turn the ball over. Um, we need to come ready to play and, um, and, and make it a good one. Well, I look forward to hearing about it on Friday night. I wish you guys the best of luck. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Happy to do it. That's Chris Summers, the head football coach at Spencerville. Back with some more here in just a few. Are you in Spencerville and looking for a place to eat before the Bearcats play? Well then, head to my place, 128 North Broadway, for deep fried mushrooms, chili cheese fries, the best pie around, and soup of the day. If you're in a hurry and just want to order some to go, you can give Doug and his staff a call at 419-647-4062 and they'll have it ready for you. My Place Restaurant at 128 North Broadway in Spencerville, a proud supporter of Bearcat Athletics. Last season when this young lady was a freshman, I saw her play early on in the season. I think it was game two or three against Spencerville and I remember thinking, obviously it's six foot two, uh, stands out, but that she was going to be a star Riley Riss Miller from uh, Coldwater. Uh, I personally, I love watching Coldwater play, but you seem like you fit in from day one, and you guys had uh, a heck of a run last year. Yeah, we did. It was off to a little rough start, but once we got going, um, we were on a roll. Well, I wasn't going to bring that up. I was going to start midway through the season once you kind of got it figured out. Mm-hmm. But that was that was kind of hard though, because I mean you have. Uh, the kind of the weird start to the season you guys have every year where you play in the classic with Salina, you sort of, you play everybody that's in that again. Is that beneficial or are you just kind of, all right, I, I don't really like playing the same teams twice in about a two week span. No, I think it's really beneficial just to learn from our mistakes before and just challenge ourselves to beat the same teams or if we lost just to beat them and prove that we can do it. And it seemed like, was there, did you have a meeting or something where, I know a lot of teams will talk about their come-to-Jesus meeting where things aren't going right, everybody kind of gets on the same page, and then everything turns right, or did it just kind of hard work eventually paid off, the shots you weren't making went in? I think the hard work just eventually paid off. The, uh, the rest of the season was kind of interesting. You guys have... A resolution to your season, so to speak, and that you were out in the tournament before uh, kind of COVID decided, all right, we're just going to take over the world. Was that harder to watch all of your uh, friends who are, are still playing in a way of seeing them not get a resolution to the season, or it just, it was such an oddity? Yeah, it was hard to watch everyone else just continuing to work, but we all knew that they were working hard for us and that when we did come back, uh, it was all just going to be right there waiting for us. How has volleyball gone with not having a ton of off-season stuff and kind of trying to get through what you would normally have, your basketball workouts, your volleyball workouts, and kind of trying to get into the swing of this season? It's definitely been different. Um, definitely less workouts than usual. But I think for volleyball, it's been a really good season so far. You've and got- just continuing to work hard every day. Is it, uh, do, do you find as now you're going through the second year, even without a lot of the training, maybe things come a little bit more, I don't want to say easier to you, but a little different to you in that you've been through that grind once and now you kind of understand it's a, a longer season? Yeah, 
especially you know what to expect and you know how hard you can push yourself and how much harder that you can do things and how much better you can do things. Big win yesterday. You guys beat Kerry in three sets. How excited are you to get to the next round and play Monday night, hopefully Wednesday night, in the districts and play at what is that big gym up there in Ottawa? Yeah, it was a big win last night, especially for most of us coming off a couple of weeks of quarantine, just getting back into the swing of things. We were all super excited to just pull it off. And today's package was really good, the best package of the season so far, and we're ready to take on the next team. Did Coach have to tell you anything, I mean, extra, or when you just look at, all right, it's Liberty Benton, it's a defending state champs, I mean, you're up for that anyways. No, Coach really never had to say anything. I think we all just looked at each other and we're like, okay, we lost to them last season. We're going to put up a fight this year. Well, to be fair, everybody lost to them. I mean, that was uh, that was a, a, yeah. such a different team where, you know, they have obviously what you guys want to be and that they were able to kind of move from the back row. They had great height at the front row. Mm-hmm. Did it teach you something, though, as a young player of what you would aspire to be coming forward for the next three years? Yeah, it definitely did, just to show what we could become and how much better we could be. No matter how uh, things turn out, and I hope you guys go a long, long way, because I've seen a couple of games on TV this year. Uh, it's You guys are a lot of fun to watch. It, it seems like things, uh, as far as communication, has gotten better as the season mm-hmm. has gone on, but you really don't have an easy spot as far as your opponents go in your bracket or in your regular season, because you're. it seems like you're constantly taking on somebody who's ranked somewhere in the state poll. Yeah, it's definitely definitely a grind each game. There's no easy games off, but it keeps things fun and interesting, so I'm not going to complain very much. <laughs> when you look at it and you kind of couple it with basketball, with a lot of the things that have been said, is that how do you find a way to sort of balance your, your time between volleyball and then getting ready for basketball? It's definitely very busy at this time of year, just getting ready and obviously getting ready for the tryouts. Um, but just you do volleyball and then you come home and you work on basketball and just you'll find it eventually. It's hard, but it'll be there. You also threw the fair in in the middle of that. Is that true? Yep, I'm in the fair. That's that's a very busy week. <laughs> <laughs> well, this year had to be a little less busy because they wouldn't let you do as much, right? Yeah, that's true. The fair was definitely different this year. No fans really allowed, just family and whoever was helping you. And during that week, I usually take a week off from sports just to focus on my goals for that week. I'm sure you love that, but, I mean, you're busy that week. I'm sure all the coaches are like, man, we can't wait till she comes back. <laughs> yeah, the, usually like the first game of volleyball season, but <laughs> we get through it. <laughs> it's, it's big, though. You talk about uh, how basketball has kind of gone. I saw – on your Twitter, you got the offer from St. Louis. That's that's a, a neat thing. I mean, I mean to get an offer like that kind of this early, they have to have said uh, some really nice things about you, I would imagine. Mm-hmm. That staff is very nice. I love their staff. Have you been out to St. Louis at any point, just in general? No, I haven't. They started contacting me through the quarantine, and with COVID, you're not allowed to go to any university, so... 
I haven't been able to visit very much. That's why I, was, I wasn't sure if uh, with all of that, if you had been able to uh, kind of get out and travel with all of the AAU stuff and everything else that you had going on before uh, the world sort of slowed down. Nope. They're on a dead period right now, so we're not allowed. Uh, this is, uh, it, it's interesting because you're in such, again, that odd period between uh, volleyball where it's in full swing, you're in the tournament a little earlier, I think, than normal, but uh, basketball, you get the, the big tryout with Team Flight World, and how does that come about? Well, I saw some of my AU teammates post about it on their Twitter page, and I was like, oh, that looks really cool. Like, I'm so happy for them. And then I went to an OGBR um, event a couple weeks ago, the Top 64, and both of those teammates were there, and my mom got talking to my teammate's mom, and she's like, Riley should be on that list. I'm going to contact the the head guy. So he did. He did. And um, he ended up putting my name on the trial list, so I was super excited about it. And then just the couple of days working up to that was just busy just tuning my game and getting ready for the tryout. I absolutely love Bryce that runs OGBR, and uh, Rich Harlan, too, is one of my guys at Hall of Fame Huddle. Uh, they have both seen you play, and it was so funny because I remember talking to them last year, and I had told them after I saw you play early in the season, you guys probably need to pay more attention to Northwest Ohio and not just Cincinnati and the Northeast Ohio area. And they said, well, who would you, who do you look at? And your name was on a list of players that I really enjoyed watching. And it's cool now to see them kind of realizing that and putting out stuff about you. I definitely have changed from the past however many months. My game has definitely gotten a lot better. And I've just matured and grown into my body more. How much did you laugh when you got asked the, do you have a passport question? <laughs> well, I was just, I wasn't expecting it because I, I just didn't know what to expect. But I was like, um, no. And then they, they said that I made the team and I was just like, my heart just dropped, <laughs> and I was so relieved. It's probably the was that the first thing you said to mom and dad. Uh, I should probably get a passport. I'm pretty sure after I got off the phone call, I was ran out of my room screaming, <laughs> and they were all super worried that something was wrong. And I was like, I need the team, and then they joined me in screaming, and they're like, Oh my god, no, you did it! And it was just, it was really cool to see the reaction. Well, hopefully the neighbors didn't call the cops, and then the cops came over and they joined in the celebration. Well, lucky enough, I don't have any neighbors since we live oh, in the country. Well, that works so. out. <laughs> but it is yep, it it's cool though too because you get to play with girls that you're already familiar with on that team. Mm-hmm. We're very lucky to have some of my teammates and then some of the older girls that are in our AU organization. But just to see how much talent that we have and that we get to continue to play with each other is really special. I was laughing when I watched that video a couple of times about Coach calling all of the girls and, and the way they edited it to ask the passport question a couple of times. And I thought, well, I wonder how many 14, 15, 16-year-old girls actually do have passports at this point. Yeah, not very many. Oh, yeah, I wouldn't think it'd be very many. But uh, what have what have you loved so far about growing up and sort of getting you through the early part of high school playing at Coldwater. I mean, such a, a rich tradition anywhere you look. I know outside of the gym, 
it takes me an hour just to look at the walls trying to figure out what year they didn't win a championship. <laughs> yeah, Coldwater has definitely been a very big part of my life. I'm very fortunate that my mother teaches there so I can attend there. But the gym and just the atmosphere there is really great each day. And if you just come into the gym and you're not motivated, you just look up on the walls and look at all the banners. And it just reminds you of what you can get and what people have been through before you. What's the thought on a cold water basketball this year when you guys get there? Obviously, I know I'm not trying to jump volleyball because I <laughs> hope that you have a very long run. But uh, the thought process, if if basketball is normal, so to speak, how far can this Cavalier team go? It's hard to say. It might want to ask me that after the first couple of weeks of practice again. But I very, very far is the answer. Yeah, I think we can do some, something this year if we all work hard and we all have the same goal and same mindset in our heads. Well, I always look forward to coming over there because I absolutely love calling games in that building. Just like you said, the atmosphere when that place is rocking and getting the support of the community and probably more so, I think, at Coldwater than a lot of the places you guys play that people actually come to the girls' game. It's not just, hey, this is something to do before the boys play. Yeah, we usually have a pretty good showing to the girls' game. Nice. I, uh, I again, I, I wish you all the luck in the world. Everything you have going on, and I, I can't wait to see what you do next. Neither, I cannot wait. <laughs> Good luck with everything. Thank you. That's Riley Rubis Miller talking about the cold water basketball and everything that she's got going on. Danny the Dealmaker, are you ready? Ready for what, Eric? Brand new cars and trucks are rolling into Lee Kitzel Chevy Buick GMC again. That's great, because we need pre-owned trades big time. Yep, Danny, have I mentioned lately how much respect I have for this country? Not in the last five minutes. Even the virus can't keep us down. GM workers are back strong and building the best there is. And we're here proud to represent the greatest products on the American road. Chevy, Buick, and GMC. And I love how so many of us in the area have remained positive, helping each other and staying the course. No matter how long this situation takes to resolve itself, please keep this in mind. Lee Kinsel GM Sales and Service has been around for 50 years and will be around for another 50 years. Wherever you're listening, you're always welcome here in Van Wert. At Kinsel's, it's all about clear, easy-to-understand deals, best quality pre-owned vehicles, top-of-the-line financing, and world-class service. See us online at LeeKinsel.com. Call 866-LEE-KINSEL. Better yet, stop in at 650 West Durban Road in Van Wert. Thank you for finding new roads to help us rebuild the American economy. And a big thanks to those guys as we near a year of this program, this being episode number 50, week number 50. Cannot say enough good things about Biggie and Lee Kinsel, supporters of this show from the very beginning. Their Van Wert Cougars in action this weekend as well as they're actually on the TV from the win over Port Clinton right now as I tape this behind me. But uh, good luck to the Cougars. I absolutely love watching that team and watching Therese and the boys play for Coach Keith Recker, one of the good ones in the area, and uh, love the support that the Cougars get. Thank you so much for tuning into this show and uh, hearing Riley Rissmiller talk about her trip overseas eventually. See what that is. And uh, Chris Summers talking about his third matchup with the uh, boys from a Convoy. That's what I have for the show this week. Getting closer to episode number 52. Hopefully something special coming forward for that. Again, happy birthday to my beautiful wife and... uh, Listen to playoff football. Go get a playoff game in. 
tune into the TV, support high school athletics. That's what it's all about. Thanks for listening to another episode. We hope you've enjoyed this edition of Around the Hearn. Come back next week for more local stories from the NWO. But until then, be sure to follow us on Twitter at Michael Hearn PBP for more great area content.